Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's Friday! <laughs> I'm doing well, baby. It's more dr- Every Friday it gets more dramatic. I love that it about it. It gets worse and uh, worse. Joke- <laughs> it does. It, uh, better and better. Better and better. It's a quality. Quality control Thank on you, the sir. show. So, uh... Joe said to me before he came on the air, he says, man, it's a stacked news day today. Whoa. It is. It was just, uh, you know, another uh, Devin Nunes last night on Hannity. I'm not sure if you caught it, mm. how significant what happened last night on Hannity really was. I'm going to get to that. Some Bernie Sanders, Medicare for all garbage. You My will man. wait in line. And some astonishing immigration stuff. So don't go anywhere. Stack news day. Let's get right to it. Uh, Joe, did we get the bell? Uh, yes, we got the bell. Oh, we, are you kidding? We all need right. the bell. I've become used to that. There you go. You got me all conditioned to the bell in Pavlovian fashion. I'm waiting for the bell for the food to arrive so I can start salivating. You know, Pavlovian. There you go. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at G-Code, the best holsters out there. I'm a big Second Amendment advocate. I'm also a concealed carrier. And if you're going to concealed carry, do it safely and efficiently. You need a good holster. You need a great holster. And G-Code is the holster for you. Depending on the state you live in and the concealed carry laws, you want to protect your family when you go out. That's why you need a great holster to properly carry your firearm. For more than 20 years, G-Code has produced what many consider to be the finest holsters in the industry. Today, they lead the pack. Clearly, they are 100% American-made products. All materials and components are sourced right here in the great old USA. The owners of G-Code holsters are military veterans and are meticulous about quality, innovation, and worksmanship. Excellence drives everything they do. Not goodsmanship. Excellence drives everything they do. (laughs) Not okaymanship. They strive for excellence. Every product comes with a lifetime warranty. Whether you're military, law enforcement, or civilian, G-Code has a holster for you. Now, if you haven't checked out their G-Code Phenom, this holster is a game changer in the waistband holster. I have it. It is amazing. It's being hailed as a game changer because it is for comfort and concealability. Who wants to wear a holster digging into your hips all day? No problem with the G-Code Phenom. It's a must-have. Order online. Here's the website. Range5.com. That's range, the number 5.com. That's range5.com. Be sure to use our code Bongino and you'll get 15% off. That's range, the number 5.com. Range5.com. Promo code Bongino for 15% off. You will love G-Code. All right, let's get right to it. That's actually when you typically play yes. the bell, you see? <laughs> I, I kind of messed you up that a little bit. That was Pavlovian as well. I know. Yeah, it was. I like that. <laughs> All right, so first story today, before I get to the Nunes stuff, which was incredible. Bernie Sanders, a piece in the Wall Street Journal today about Bernie Sanders' outrageous, absurd Medicare for, for All plan, which, as I've told you, is Medicare for none. Um, it's a subscription-only piece, but don't worry, I'll, hit you. I'll, I'll take the nuggets from it. It's titled, it's by James Freeman, who does great work over there. Uh, opinion section of the Wall Street Journal today, would patients be able to escape Bernie Care? In other words... This government-run Medicare for All disaster Bernie Sanders is proposing, will you be able to escape it? And the answer is a big fat, <laughs> no, you won't. You will be forced into a government-run system. Now, I'm not going to redo components of yesterday's show where I hammered this thing to death in the last 10 minutes or so of the show if you want to go back and review. But just to kind of set the, the groundwork here, Bernie's using two things 
two specific bullet point items, data data points or non-data points in this case, to, to prove that his government system will work. He's saying, well, it will reduce administrative costs because the government will be the sole provider of medicine, basically, by paying for it. Therefore, we won't have to deal with 20 different insurance companies, 20 different forms of paperwork. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not accurate. I explained to you during yesterday's show, the administrative costs of Medicare are higher not lower than the free market system. Mm -hmm. They use a bunch of faulty arithmetic because Medicare has an older, sicker population. It's a trick. I also mentioned to you that Bernie's saying, well, if we give people government-run health care, they'll have no reason to go to the emergency room. Therefore, they'll go to the doctor for preventative care. And looky here, what'll happen is costs will go down because we won't be paying for the emergency room. Eh, wrong. They did a study on that too, which again, we covered during yesterday's show, showing that when patients were given government-run health care like Medicaid, ER use went, Joe, up. up. Thumbs up. Yeah, man. Not down. And not only did ER use go up, so did visits to the regular doctor. Well. So it's a double whammy. It's more expensive. But you may be saying to yourself, okay, fine. Bernie's going to start a government-run health care system. But you may be, some of you may be saying this. You may be saying, well, I've got a decent amount of money. Uh, whatever. I make a six-figure salary. I just won't use the government health care, Joe, right? I'll just pay in cash. All right. I'll go, if I, something happens, God forbid I get in a car accident, I'll go to the hospital and I'll tell the hospital, you know what, just bill me. I'll pay in cash or I'll I'll call an insurance company uh, as I get, uh, if I, God forbid, I were to get some kind of serious disease, I'll call an insurance company if they and they give me high rates, I'll just pay then. I can escape government-run health care. Here is a snippet from this Wall Street Journal piece. These people are so clever. You will not be getting out of that government line. From the Wall Street Journal piece, the legislation, talking about Bernie's Medicare for All, does have a provision for private contracting for medical services, and assuming doctors, patients, and nurses obey the various rules for such contracts, there would be a path for some small amount of non-government health care. Remember, no insurance company can provide, this is me, keep that up a second, there is no, no insurance company can provide insurance for services that the government provides for. So there can be no conflict there, but there is a small carve-out for free market health care. But, <laughs> going back to the piece, Remember, insurance products and corporate plans are not allowed to compete against the broad coverage promised by the government plan. And this is the kicker, folks. This is amazing in its uh, ability to snooker the American people. And the Sanders bill prohibits, prohibits private contracts entered into at a time when the beneficiary is facing an emergency health care situation. What does that mean? Let me employ for you the Bongino translator in this case, where I will translate Bernie Sanders' socialism ease. That's his language there, right? All right. His Orwellian newspeak. Yeah. What he's saying there, folks, is when you're placed on a government waiting list, that's inevitable. When the government runs health care, it is by default rationed because the pricing system doesn't work. Folks, keep in mind basic economics. Every resource is scarce, including a doctor's time. Every resource. There's only two ways to allocate those resources. You can ration them, meaning if you have 10 hours in a doctor's day and 100 patients, you pick which 10 patients are going to see the doctor. They get an hour each, whatever it may be. Or you can price it and let people bid up the price for the doctor's time. They say, well, that doesn't sound fair, Dan. 
What, only the rich people are going to pay the doctor a lot of money? Yeah, and then what happens? Other doctors come in figuring the rich people are there with money and bid down the price of the doctor. Mm. It's called free market economics. It's only worked since the inception (laughs) of human consciousness, since the origin of human consciousness. Julian Jaynes, that was one of my favorite books, by the way, in in the breakdown of the bicameral mind. That was a cool book. On another note, The price system has driven down the price of everything from contact lenses to flat screen TVs to iPhones. It's not hard. Rationing means you don't get past the line no matter what. There are 10 doctors, 100 patients. 10 of those people are going to get to see a doctor and 90 aren't. And the bureaucrats will pick their favorite people. Why did Bernie write in that provision? Can you put that up on the monitor again? YouTube.com slash Bongino if you want to watch the video version of the show, which we appreciate the audience has been exploding. I want to read this to you again because Bernie's not dumb. Bernie understands full well that when you ration, it means people are going to be put on a waiting list by default. So he doesn't want you entering into at an emergency time any kind of a contract with a healthcare provider. Meaning what, Joe? If you have deadly cancer, And you have financial assets. You don't have to be rich, but you're middle class and you're retired. You've accumulated some bank account. Maybe you have $100,000 in your bank account, whatever it may be. But you're retired and you have some assets. Mm -hmm. If you have a deadly form of cancer, they don't want you getting out of the government line. Do you notice what he did there, Joe? He prohibits any contracts at Mm -hmm. the time of an emergency medical crisis. In other words... You will wait in line when you need it the most. Did people not read that? When when a medical emergency strikes and you try to get out of the government line, I'll pay in cash, I'll engage in a contract with the hospital, you will be legally prohibited from doing that. Read it yourself. You think we're making this up? You think, James? (laughs) (laughs) They will. They will. will Because of Bernie. You know, it made me think again. I used to love Pink Floyd until I found out Roger Waters was a raging anti-Semite. But remember, Joe, I can't say this line enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? You you will eat your meat or you will get no pudding. (laughs) In Bernie's case, it's you. You will sit in line. You (laughs) will sit in line till you get the pudding. You will sit in that line till you get the pudding. The pudding is your healthcare services to save your life. You will fight. There will be no way out of the line. You can't pay. Nope. You can. And even worse, you saw the quote. You're not allowed to do it in an emergency situation. So if you need a nose job or maybe some plastic surgery, yeah, if, if that isn't covered by the government, you'll be able to buy that from your doctor. But a cancer surgery to save your life. If you don't teach your meat, you will sit in that line. No matter what, ladies and gentlemen, the fine print matters. It always matters. So just to cover this and we'll move on because I got tons of stuff to get to. You will be kicked off your Medicare as you know it now. Not Medicare's broke. I get it. I'm not suggesting it works. I'm simply telling you that the Medicare plan you have now will cease to exist. You will be put into a different government run program. You like Medicare, Bernie's plan, you're done. Any private health care you have through the individual market or through your insurer is going to be banned, illegal. And finally, on the stool of death here, because people will die. No doubt about it. Bernie's right. Yeah. On the final leg of the stool, 
If you try to spend your own money, you earn to get out of the line to save your own life, those contracts will be banned. There will be no pudding, none for you. You got to eat your meat. Gosh, I used to love that album. I can't believe Roger Waters turned into such a maniac. Right, you remember Joe? Oh, I know yeah, you were. Man. You like Floyd, right? Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, comfortably numbs, like the greatest song. Yeah, what a great song. And so's yeah. Mother. Mother. That's I used to love that song. That I used to listen to that song nonstop. I, uh, Joe knows music better than I do, but that riff in the background is just amazing. Mm. But Waters is like, it's just a kook. Yeah, you will sit in that line. All right, moving on. This last night, what happened last night on Hannity's show? Um, I, I, I. First off, Devin Nunes appears, and as we've said in the past frequently, you have to to understand Nunes because Devin Nunes, the Republican congressman from California who's been working on this Spygate, Russiagate, Obamagate debacle from the start, mm-hmm. understand Nunes knows everything. When I say everything, I mean it in context. I mean, he, he has seen all the classified paperwork, mm-hmm. so he knows the extent of what the Obama administration did. But in order to understand Nunes, you have to understand the background of the case and you have to employ the Nunes translator. So Joe actually went out on the free open market and found a Nunes translator. Joe, employ the Nunes translator now. Initiating Nunes translator, Dan. <laughs> Thank you Thank very Joe. much, Joe. He has a commercial model out there. I can't believe yeah. it. Joe found a commercial model. Did you get that on eBay? Well, Did you just put Nunes? Tra- uh, that's the uh, Nunes 405. Uh, it's the latest edition. <laughs> and it's very hard to find. <laughs> You're tripping me out later. I don't know where Joe... I was, I was half messing with him when I said to go find a Nunes translator, and he went and found one. So, but let, without further ado, Ta-da. this is Devin Nunes on Sean Hannity's show last night, which I'm supposed to be guest hosting tonight if you want to watch. Um, we'll see. Um, either way, I'll be on the show. This is him on Hannity last night. Drop it a tactical nuke on the Spygate battlefield. Let me make it as clear as I possibly can. Okay, and now that, thank God, we have an attorney general who calls spying for what it is. In late 2015, early 2016, spying began on the Trump campaign. That information leaked that led to what they considered to be legal spying that began, that they've acknowledged that they'd started doing in at the end of July, uh, you all, you just had Carter Page on. They considered that all legal spying. They then leaked that information, right? Shortly after the election, all through the spring, that was leaking out. Why? To create a narrative that Donald Trump shouldn't have been president, that he's a Russian asset, et cetera, et cetera. So spying and leaking. Then you have the culmination of the ultimate spying where you have the FBI director spying on the president, taking notes illegally leaking those notes of classified information. Why? So they could appoint a special counsel to spy on an acting president again. Oh, wow. Daddy. Now, I was on last night, as you can see in the Chiron from that piece, it says Bongino and Crow. I was on the next hit. Nice touch. So I do it from the same, this TV, this is a TV behind me. You see the lights? Uh Actually, I have to go the other way like little lights in the studio and stuff. I do all my Fox hits. I just change the background from here. I was sitting in this seat with this very same earpiece in, taking notes because I can hear in my IFB, this little earpiece, what's going on in, in on the Hannity show live because you're on next. And you hear it through this phone that's sitting right here to my left. Just to give you a little behind the scenes if you're interested. 
I rarely, because I'm usually preparing for my own appearance, rarely am I ever listening as intently as I was yesterday to Nunez's appearance. And I was actually taking notes because he confirms everything we've been telling you forever. Folks, what has been, you know, I always say let's put the lead, the headline of the story out first. Right. But let's say the headline of all headlines, because every show has a headline, but there have been thematic elements to this show that have run from the time we started covering Spygate on. And if there was one big headline, it's that this is not only about Trump. Notice it's called Spygate, not Trumpgate. Mm -hmm. It's not about Trump. Trump was a victim in this, ladies and gentlemen. But as Nunes just laid out there, this has been going on for a long time. The real scandal here, as I've insisted to you repeatedly, is the Obama administration's weaponization of government intelligence and law enforcement assets to spy on their political opponents. Now that we had the Nunes translator initiated, mm -hmm. let me explain to you what he was saying. I'll repeat quickly in some what he said first, so in case you forgot. He lays out a plan. Do you notice now when I did that viral speech at the breakers, it got two and a half, three million views or whatever it was where I laid out. And this is the, this is by the way, how my second book exonerated it's available for pre-order. Now, this is how the book is laid out too. Okay. Did you notice how I laid it out simply as plan a plan B and plan C the Obama administration had this plan the whole time. Now, Nunes lays this out when he says, first they spied, then they leaked spying information to legally spy, i.e. plan B, and then they get Mueller in there to spy again on the president, i.e. plan C. I, I can't, I, I, I wish I, I'm almost there. I just can't yet. Tell you. Mm -hmm. But let me explain to you what plan A was and what Nunes is referring to. Notice what he says in the clip. He says they were spying in late 2015 and 2016. Now, folks, according to the, the hack media, discredited liberal debunked media narrative, the Chris Saliza, Aaron Blakes of the world and the other discredited media folks. That's not possible, Joe. Because they keep telling us that the Trump case, the spying operation of the Trump didn't start till June, uh, July 31st of 2016 when they opened up Crossfire Hurricane pursuant to the Papadopoulos tip. That's right, that's right. So if Nunes is on last night saying they were spying on the Trump team as late as 2015 and early 2016, that can't make any sense. Nunes, Nunes clearly must have slipped, right? Oh, yes, must have. Of course he didn't. Paula, if you wouldn't mind, please put up on the screen this headline from CNN, which I have used repeatedly. It actually initiated, we discussed this in episode 628. CNN, April 14th, 2017. Here's the headline. Look it up. British intelligence passed Trump associates communications with Russians on to U.S. counterparts. This is a CNN politics article. Headlines on the screen. If you want to watch it on YouTube, you don't need to. I just read it to you. Folks, this is what they're hiding Notice Devin Nunes in the in the clip. Well, I didn't. We didn't play this in the first portion of that interview. In the interest of time, he mentions a global leaks operation. Global, Joe, meaning not relegated to the United States. Ten four. So Plan A to sum up. Here's the subheadline. This is bigger than Trump. Obama weaponizes government. Headline A. Obama team uses foreign intelligence to spy on Trump. Here's the CNN headline. 
You think I'm making up? CNN has not retracted that piece. Now, under plan A, Obama uses foreign intelligence to spy on Trump and others, I believe. The Obama administration also weaponized their own intelligence assets. Now, notice Nunes refers to what I call plan B, the FISA stuff, as the legal air quote spying. Well, what is he talking about with this? What is this plan A stuff? This was the most difficult chapter of book two. Explaining this. If you wouldn't mind, put up on the screen here. This is a FISA court ruling on how our intelligence and law enforcement community was abusing the NSA's database of phone calls, texts, and emails to spy on, essentially, American citizens. Combine this with the use of foreign intelligence to circumvent our laws and spy on Americans. Let me read the critical portion of this to you. The NSA examined all these queries using identifiers for U.S. persons targeted pursuant to this law. Okay, So just to set up in the beginning. The NSA, they were ordered by Mike Rogers, the NSA director at that time, who I believe is the hero of this story. The NSA is, is, uh, it, is ordered to look into people use, misusing their database. You track and draw. I want to yep. make this very simple. Yeah, the NSA is a database of all your stuff. Yep. They're abusing it. Mike Rogers goes to the FISA court and says, we need to look into this. The FISA court in April of 2017 Publicly, this is released. Now, moving on. Excuse me. Based on the examination of this misuse of the NSA database, listen to this. NSA estimates that approximately 85% of those queries representing redacted queries, as a part redacted, conducted by approximately a redacted number of targeted offices, were not compliant with the applicable minimization procedures. Even so, a non-compliance rate of 85% raises substantial questions about the propriety of the using of redacted to query FISA data. Now, notice the date this is happening. If you don't teach a beat, notice the dates. There is no apparent reason to believe... The November 2015 to April 2016 period coincided with an unusually high error rate. In other words, this may not just be some statistical blip in the use of the NSA database to spy from November to April of 2016. Oh, wow. Now does that viral speech make a little bit of sense? Yeah. Plan A. Yeah. Let's use foreign intel to spy on American citizens. That way we can wipe our hands of it. We don't have to go to court. We can use the UK. And while we're at it, we have this cool little database. Let's just query that for information on Joe Armacost's emails. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets really cute. Go down a page. And this appears in the FISA court uh, issuance about the NSA abuse of the NSA database. On March 9, 2016, DOJ oversight personnel conducted a minimization review at the FBI's redacted, learned that the FBI, oh my gosh, get ready for this. 
that the FBI had disclosed raw FISA information, including but not limited to Section 702 acquired information to who they release it to. We don't know because it's redacted. Let me translate that for you. And maybe what Nunes is telling you. Remember the period I just, the the time period. Mm -hmm. Nunes says, hey, this started in late 2015, not with Crossfire Hurricane. The media is lying to you. They are nothing more than a Pravda-like Soviet propaganda machine protecting a massive spying scandal by the Obama administration. Nunes says it started in 2015, way before Crossfire Hurricane, the case that the Trump is open. The FISA court review clearly shows in November of 2015, there was an unusually high number of queries into the NSA database that did not follow the guidelines. And that the raw information on 702 subjects, meaning U.S. citizens, U.S. citizens, those queries The information was given to redacted. Who the hell were they giving this information to? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm highly, highly um, suspicious of one particular entity. I'm a little reluctant to put it out there. Yeah. I'm waiting to hear something back. Yeah, but I'm reasonably confident I know who that entity is. Keep in mind, this is not a government entity they're talking about. They are talking about a private contractor. Information taken from the United Kingdom and other foreign intelligence agencies is passed into our intel database. Passed to our intel entities. The NSA is accumulating your metadata, your texts, your emails. People are tapping into that NSA database, breaking the rules at an unusually high rate right around the period Donald Trump and the presidency and his candidacy for the GOP not is heating up. Don't worry, folks. It's all a big coinky dink. No big deal. Nothing to see here. Also, under Plan A, foreign intel, misuse of the NSA database, What else do they do when they get information from foreign intelligence people about conversations that are happening with foreigners? What's the problem? In order for them to use that information, they have to unmask the identity of the U.S. citizen who's talking to the foreigner. Hence, record numbers of unmaskings by Obama administration officials, some not connected to law enforcement at all. Like Samantha Power, the ambassador to the U.N., who said, I don't remember my name being signed to all these unmasking requests. Let's give you the trifecta of stupid. Abuse foreign intelligence to circumvent spying laws in the United States. Abuse the NSA database and pass the information off to private contractors. And then when you get information about phone calls with foreigners, make sure you unmask the identities of the U.S. citizens without a warrant so you can listen in. Isn't that cute? Now, why is that plan A? As I say in that speech repeatedly, no one referred to it as plan A. It was just a plan. Mm -hmm. The reason it had to be plan A and they had to move to plan B is because somebody stopped it. 
Mike Rogers of the NSA clearly calls attention to this to the FISA court. That's why that report was issued. Now does Nunes, if you rewind and listen to Nunes again in that Hannity appearance, now does his, his chronology make sense? So they started spying in 2015 using the methods and plan A I just described. He says, and then they moved to legal spying, and he uses the dreaded air quotes. Because they ran out of options. Rogers shut them down. Or at least portions of their operation. They get nervous. So what happens, Joe? Instead of giving up and realizing that they've got nowhere else to go, mm-hmm. they go to Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS for a pre-packaged narrative they'd already used in 2008 against John McCain. The Russia thing. The Russia, this is this never about Russian collusion. Russian collusion was an excuse to move from plan A, spying on the Trump team, Joe, mm-hmm. to plan B. They needed Russian collusion as a predicate to walk into the FISA court to spy mm-hmm. on the Trump team because their original spying plan using the NSA database, Mike Rogers called BS on them. Mm-hmm. So they go to Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS. Glenn, who's already Glenn Simpson, who's already written about Russians trying to influence the U.S. political system. They've already tried this against John McCain, and they just fill in the blank and put Donald Trump's name in there and walk it into the FISA court, and they buttress their information by going to Christopher Steele. Hey, Chris, can you write up something about Trump colluding with the Russians? Sure, buddy, here you go. It's all fake. And then finally, when Trump shockingly wins the election... And they realize they're going to get caught. They initiate plan C. Make sure Bob Mueller, a career insider at the FBI, DOJ and elsewhere, who knows all the players in this, is hired to investigate Trump to continue to spy on the Trump team. Spy on the Trump team? Yes. Remember, Bob Mueller, what's one of the first things he does? He does. We found out by that AP News. In July 2017, he goes and targets Trump's lawyer. Targets Manafort. All these other people. This was one big, long, extended Charlie Foxtrot for you military guys out there. Unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. Nunes just Mm -hmm. let the cat out of the bag last night. He has said this so many times that if you don't understand the Nunes translator, you're missing it. Mm-hmm. His 2015 bombshell last night is huge because it refutes every single thing you've been told about this case. No, it all started because we had allegations of Russian collusion we were investigating. Really? Because you didn't get that in the form of the dossier till 2016, and even that was fake. But Nunes says it started in 2015. So what were you looking at then? Now does his March press conference at the White House. Uh, complex and, and up in Capitol Hill in March of 2017, Devin Nunes's, where mm. he says, I looked at information over in the White House complex that indicates there was some spying information that had nothing to do with the Russians. Now does this all, is this coming together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Obamagate. My first book was Spygate. 
that covers a component of it. But this is Obamagate. This is the real scandal. And this is why the Democrats and their media bootlickers whose lips are surgically attached to the rear ends of the liberal activists out there are so desperate to get you off subject. They had a role in this. The leaks in the initial plan A to the media were used as evidence in the FISA warrant to buttress the fake dossier to move to plan B. They leaked information to reporters that leaked information and their journalism was actually put in the FISA warrant to move from illicit spying to FISA spying. Read the FISA warrants. They cite reporters in there. That's what he's talking about. Initiate Nunes Translator. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you found one of those on eBay. That's crazy. Yeah, Does Nunes know? Harder You think harder he's getting a royalty yeah. on that? Mm. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I got an idea. Uh, 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 Mr. Nunes, if you listen to the show, your staff, you should go on Shark Tank. And put the Nunes trenches. See how much I would bid millions for that. The Nunes trench. Because this guy's a genius. Oh, yeah. Nunes is along with Jim Jordan and yeah. Mark Meadows and a select few other guys are the only people out there really calling attention to the biggest scandal in US history. Yeah. Obama spied. And his people lied. Remember that Bush lied, people lied. No, Obama spied and his people lied. That's the real uh focus group tested talking point. All right, I got to move on to Comey too. What a fool! This guy's just unbelievable. What a what a what a bumbling idiot Comey yesterday. I got some snippets uh, from him. Great example right, of show uh, also brought- crapmanship. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Huh? I did like that. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at My Patriot Supply. Hey, you keeping close tabs on some of the world headlines? Massive power outages turned deadly in Venezuela, happening right now. Satellite photos show activity at North Korean missile sites. China hacking, keeping us up at night. These are stories we're not hearing much about, but you should be paying attention. You can't prepare for an emergency when the emergency strikes. Those food shelves in your local supermarket are going to be barren. Think about it. We ensure everything in our lives that matters, right? You do. Your health, your home, your car, your teeth. People have eyeglass insurance. How do you not have food insurance, a basic food insurance plan? I do. I have. I always get the count wrong. I think it's upwards of 10 boxes or so of this stuff in my closet. Why? Because it makes sense, folks. There's nothing irrational about insuring your food supply. Matter of fact, it's irrational not to. Ask yourself this question. Can you feed your family for several weeks if the power goes out or if your credit card was of no use? You know, when it's breaking news, it's too late. I'm prepared. I trust my Patriot Supply for my emergency food, and you should too. If you haven't already, a two-week food kit is the way to do it. Order a few at at the special price of only $75 when you go to uh, my site, preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. These food kits include meals that last up to 25 years in storage. Prepare yourself so there are no surprises. Put your mind at ease. Ensure your food supply. It's important for you, your children. Preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Only $75 for a two-week food kit. Preparewithdan.com. Go buy a couple. I have quite a few of them. Okay. So Jim Comey, who is, again, a babbling fool, um, Mm. appeared yesterday. And, uh, again, he always appears confused. What was that? Was that Goodfellas? Like, is that Joe Pesci? Let me unconfuse you. So Comey's at this conference and he's asked about Bill Barr, uh, the attorney general's use of the word spying, where Bill Barr was up on Capitol Hills. We covered in yesterday's show, which did tremendous. Thank you for watching. And where Bill Barr said he is investigating spying basically into the Trump team and the liberals and the media freaked out. Here's Comey trying to run cover 
using the dopiest logic I've ever heard. And I'll break it down after you. This is just really stupid. Go ahead. With respect to Barr's comments, I really don't know what he's talking about when he talks about spying on the campaign. And so I, I can't really react substantively. When I hear that kind of language used, it's concerning because the FBI and the Department of Justice conduct court-ordered electronic surveillance. I have never thought of that as spying. And, and the reason I'm interested to know what he means by that is if the attorney general has come to the belief that that should be called spying, wow, that's going to require a whole lot of conversations inside the Department of Justice. But I don't know what he meant by that term. And factually, I don't know what he meant because I don't know of any electronic surveillance aimed, court-ordered electronic surveillance aimed at the Trump campaign. And so that's the reason for my confusion. All right. The, the, the stupid there is legion. Number one, notice what he does. D- Democrats, liberals, and, and activists disguising themselves as public servants like Jim Comey, who's become a total hack. They love euphemisms. Mm. The word games. You, that's what euphemisms are. They're word yeah. games for the Democrats, right? So it, f- spying is surveillance. By common usage everywhere in the world, including the media. Now, because spying implies a bigger, larger scandal, the one I just described with the Nunes translator, an ongoing effort to look into the Trump team for no reason. They've never found Russian collusion. The story's a total hoax, right? They want to change it to a more benign, academic-sounding word like surveillance. Now, it's so besides the euphemisms, because Comey's famous for this, playing word games, you know, he was the one uh, talking about the mosaic of uh, intelligence. Yeah. He's, he's full of crap. Yeah. Notice what he says here, because I've seen the Democrats. I'm trying to give you some ammo because you're going to hear this from your liberal friends. I've seen the Democrats and concludes the media in that the Democrat media too, try to switch the narrative now from the FBI to blaming it on the courts. Notice what he said, Joe. Here's a quote. A year. Court ordered surveillance. Yeah. Caught it. Now, I know you caught that, but ladies and gentlemen, court-ordered surveillance, if you don't have to be a federal agent to understand how this process works, when you are a federal agent, who walks into the court as the affiant on a warrant requesting the ability to spy, or in Comey's words, surveil? Who does that? The court? Does the court walk into the court? Does the judge go from the, he walks from the bench. Goes around to the other side. Judge, then he walks back. Yes. I want to request the ability to spy on a Trump team. Yes, thank you, Judge. Thank you very much. And they high-five each other. <laughs> air high-five. And any other guy air high-fives him back? Now, it's sad we have to use dopey examples, but this is what Comey's doing. Comey knows he was the head of the FBI when the FBI went into court and requested the ability to spy on Carter Page through a FISA warrant. He also knows the FBI was called out through misuse of the NSA database because it's out there for you to see. I just put snippets of it from the FISA uh, court uh, uh, analysis of all the malfeasance that went on with the NSA database. So what does he do? This sniveling chump, coward Comey, snake Comey, what does he do? He goes in front of the TV and goes, no, no, the court ordered this. The court ordered, they did? Ladies and gentlemen, I've sworn out innumerable warrants when I was a federal agent. Not one time did I ever get a call from a judge in my office of the Secret Service and say, Hey, Dan, 
This is Judge Jones. Um, I think I got a case I need you to work. Can you come in and swear out a warrant in front of me? This sniveling snake is trying to blame the FISA court. And now, fair enough, because I get this question a lot. When is the FISA court going to respond to this? Yeah. My gosh, you got worked. Jim Comey sent his uh, his lieutenants in there to request a warrant from you, the FISA judge. You were lied to. Based on a fake dossier, Comey himself called salacious and unverified. His words, not mine. They swore to you this was true. It was fake. Now he's blaming you in the courts. Oh, no, no, this wasn't spying. It was court-ordered surveillance. Who requests it? The FBI, you dope. Comey doesn't know that? This guy, of all the snakes, Schiff, Stallwell. Yeah, I know. Stallwell, that's his name from now on. Clapper. Of all the snakes, this guy is the most sniveling because he's not even a good liar. <laughs> oh, it's court-ordered surveillance. In other words, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. You signed the FISA application, you nut. Oh, man, am I sick of this guy. Dude. What a joker. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I know. We're, I don't know where we found this guy for FBI director, but what <laughs> an embarrassment. Disgrace the humankind. The courts did it. Reminds me of Beavis and Butthead. Hey. Remember with Mr. An- was it Mr. Anderson, the guy with the trailer? They they go in his trailer and they cause a train wreck and they're walking out and he catches them and they're like, he goes, Did you do that? He goes, No, that was other kids. Yeah, other kids. Jim Comey's the other kids. Jim Comey's, I didn't do it, other kids did it. You signed the Pfizer warrant. No, no, that was other kids. That's it. Watch that old yeah. Beavis Butthead about me. Like, no, no, we didn't do it. It was like other kids. Jim Comey's the other kids guy. Other kids did it. What a slime ball. The court ordered it. How? Oh, we requested it. Oh, so you requested it and they approved it. The court didn't order anything. They basically signed off on your lies. All right, moving on. Folks, this Assange thing is heating up. I covered it a little bit yesterday. Julian Assange arrested yesterday in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Interesting piece up in the Washington Examiner today about two potential pathways going forward in this Assange arrest. Now, uh, pieces by Stephen Nelson. Trump faces legal and political hazards once Assange returns to the U.S. I highly recommend this piece. Uh, it's going to be in the show notes at Bongino.com. Again, if you subscribe to my email list, I will email you these articles every day. Always appreciate you doing that. You can always check them out on our website or just go to the Washington Examiner. It works too. Um, But he describes two pathways and only two pathways this can take right now for Assange and why this, he presents it as potential legal trouble for Trump or not. I'm going to give you a little bit more color on it because I don't think it presents any legal trouble for Trump at all. What does he mean by that? To give you just some context, and we covered this a little bit on yesterday's show, according to the Democrat Nonsense narrative. Okay, this is the fake story, but this is what the Democrats and and their media bootlickers want you to believe. Mm -hmm. The Russians hacked the DNC, gave it to WikiLeaks to give it to the Trump team to alter the election. It's that simple. No further explanations necessary. That's the Democrat story. It's false. That story's fake, but that's what they want you to believe, which makes WikiLeaks, Joe, what? The middleman Mm -hmm. in the biggest collusion scandal of all time. The problem Mm -hmm. is the scandal's fake. So this uh, Stephen Nelson in the piece... His, his point is that this can only go one of two ways. Either Assange is about to blow open the fact that Trump colluded with the Russians to win the election, right? Right. Because in trial, it's all going to come out, Joe. Clear. If Assange sure. knows it, right? 
Yeah. If the false the false story that WikiLeaks took info from the Russians and gave it to Trump to influence the election about the DNC, right? Info about the DNC. Mm-hmm. Then surely Assange is going to come out with it in court to do what? To get back at the Trump team, right? He was arrested. Trump's mm-hmm. in the White House. Makes sense, right, Joe? What, sure why would Julian Assange not do that? If, if you're arrested and you're, you're, your whole thing is leaking information mm-hmm. and you have information that Trump is this colluder and you were the middleman, then surely this is all going to come out. Surely. At fork one. Of course, that's not going to happen. Why, Joe? Because that didn't happen. Exactly. WikiLeaks did not give information about Russian <laughs> hacks of the DNC to Trump. I'm not worried about that one bit. You shouldn't either bury that story. But there is fork two. Or for Joe Biden, fork two. <laughs> I just can't hold that joke, but I love it. I can't help it with Joe Biden. Fork two. The other fork is that Julian Assange knows darn well where he got his leaked information about the DNC from, Joe. Mm-hmm. And it ain't Russian. That's the only other... Listen, this is a bifurcated problem here, right? Mm-hmm. It's a binary choice for Democrats. Bi meaning two. <laughs> Either Julian Assange got that information about the DNC from the Russians, Joe, or he didn't. There's no other explanation. I bring this up. Again, I'd rather be last and right than first and wrong. But where exactly Assange did get that information from is one of the golden mysteries of our time. The piece seems to insinuate that Trump may be in trouble. I think uh, it's a great piece. I recommend you read it. But I don't think Trump is in one ounce of trouble at all. I think Trump is ready for some big time vindication here. When Julian Assange and his team gives up exactly where they did get this information from. Isn't that going to be fascinating? By the way, if they're prosecuting Assange, why aren't they prosecuting the New York Times? I'm just curious. The New York Times and the Washington Post that have leaked very sensitive information as well. Why, why aren't they under arrest too? Just checking. Just asking. Why is Assange under arrest alone, but people at the Times who've leaked it and, and the Washington Post as well that have leaked classified information, notably some of them about Mike Flynn, the David Ignatius leak. Why aren't those people under investigation or under arrest? I don't know. Just checking. Oh, sorry. My elbow's a little sore today. You know what it is? I put it on the desk sometime yeah. and it like crunches. I saw my doctor, Dr. Wade Van Sice yesterday who operated on my elbow for the last time. This guy's awesome, by the way. If you're in Palm Beach, this, this guy's terrific. He really <laughs> fixed my elbow. It's a little sore today only because I keep leaning on the table, but I saw him. What a great guy. Like the nicest bedside manner ever too. That's important with a doctor. You know, I got to give him a good. When, when do you get the, uh, when do you take out the bailing wire and stuff that's holding you together? I mean, <laughs> the bailing wire, yeah. uh, three years, three years. Three years. Uh, yeah, it's a scaffold. Yes, it's it's like the project in the Waldorf together. in New York. Yeah, you ever go up to New York, they're, up, they're working on the Waldorf, the scaffolding's yeah. up. It's like a seven-year project. Yeah, they'll take it out eventually. Yeah, I got to go back. <laughs> right. Like the puppet, right? I got a little puppet master, like, operating me from behind the scenes. That's Paula. Paula's behind the scenes with the puppet thing, a little cross, right? Hey, Dan. It's, it makes sense, Joe. All right, moving on. Uh, deranged Joe Armacost humor here. Uh, listen, uh, this this illegal immigration situation has gotten entirely out of control. Uh, and <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing only because the Trump administration 
gives exactly zero p- fill in the expletive there. Yeah. Zero about anything the media says. So it leaked yesterday that there was some talk in the White House of a plan, which I think, frankly, is a brilliant plan, um, to re- release illegal immigrants into America's sanctuary cities. I, I think the plan is brilliant. Now, it's what's incredible is instead of the Democrats celebrating this plan, uh-huh. the Democrats are furious, and the media is painting this like it's a bad thing. I'm going to explain to you in a second why the media is blowing up its own spot and the Democrats, and they don't even know it. Joe, just to set up before I play this, yeah. this is going to be a cut of Julian Castro running for president. He's right. He was on a CNN town hall, furious about this plan about releasing illegal immigrations into sanctuary cities where they'd be free. They'd be free, Joe. What's the problem? Julian Castro was really, really mad. Play that cut. I'm to report from the Washington Post. At the Trump administration, pressure the Department of Homeland Security to release immigrants detained at the border into so-called sanctuary cities, in part to retaliate against Democrats who oppose Trump's plans for a border wall. Give me your reaction to that, Secretary. That the cruelty of this administration never seems to end. Um, You know, a year ago, this administration told us that as Americans, if we would just be cruel enough to separate little children from their parents, that that would deter more families from coming to our southern border. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the opposite has happened. And so it's amazing what lengths they're going to. Now they're talking about, you know, busing uh, families to particular cities to target political opponents. You know, these folks... Um, want us to choose cruelty as a weapon against these people and against political opponents. And last week I released an immigration plan. Mm-hmm. I'm calling on Americans to choose compassion, not mm-hmm. cruelty. <laughs> Does he not get Julian Castro, how he's decimating his own argument? Ooh. So let's be, by the way, again, I, I, I can't support this plan enough mm. if they could legally make it happen. This works for everyone. Joe, let's walk through mm-hmm. this logically. Okay. So if you're a sanctuary city, what you're suggesting is immigration laws don't matter. Yeah. You, you've created a sanctuary from U.S. That's the sanctuary city. That's what the term means. <laughs> you've created a haven for people who enter the country in violation of our laws. They don't care about our immigration laws. They just walk in, fly in, overstay, whatever it may be. You're telling them those laws don't matter here. Right. Yeah, I wrote some things down. You'll be taken care of. You'll get a de facto amnesty. You'll get subsidized college. Mm-hmm. government benefits, and in some places they're suggesting you should even be able to vote. Right. What's the problem? Yeah. Why, 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 why is this cruelty? Are you, I just played the clip. That's not my words. That's Julian Castro, Democrat <laughs> running for president. This is cruel. Yeah. cruel. Cruel to who, Joe? Now, Joe, I'm asking you for a logical answer. Is it cruel? Is it? Let me just phrase this in a question. Maybe it'll make more sense. Okay, Dan. Joe, do you think it would be, using Julian Castro's words, more cruel to put an illegal immigrant in a community that has that is uh, follows immigration law, that's likely to deport them immediately. Yeah. Or would it be cruel to put them in a place where they'll get subsidized college oh, benefits? Oh. They can vote. Which the, would be more that's cruel? The second one. This is where they get everything. That is cruel. That is terrible. That, that is deadly. Of course, if you're a Democrat, yes. that is cruel. Why? Cruel. Because they don't mean cruel to the illegal immigrant. I know you know where I'm going with this. Yes. They mean it's cruel to the community. Yeah. But how is that? How is it cruel to the community? I thought illegal immigration was great. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> I, 
I thought, well, why is that cruel? If illegal immigration and open borders, no border wall, sanctuary cities are wonderful and immigration laws shouldn't apply. And anybody who goes there, regardless of their immigration status, should be entitled to your tax dollars you paid for as American citizens. Right. (laughs) What's cruel about that? It's not cruel to the illegal. It's a gift. They should be (laughs) Mr. Trump. The greatest plan ever. Thank you. You have rescued all of these illegal immigrants from deportation (laughs) by transporting them to sanctuary cities where they will not be deported. They're not objecting to that. They're objecting to the plan because they know it's cruel to the citizens of the communities that are working to finance the tax base and the legal immigrants that came here legally who will now be forced in their community to bear the burden of people who did not obey our laws and are not going to functionally pay taxes in the same way they do. Mm. I I heard this clip and I'm (laughs) like, why is the Trump administration running from this? If you're in the Trump administration, you should be out there today saying, listen, we're not interested in breaking the law at all. If we can find a way, though, to be compassionate to illegal immigrants, we will transport them to sanctuary cities that claim to have the ability, cost-free on anyone else, to take Uh care of them. This is great. And and by the way, Julian Castro, you should be embracing this. Why is this? Julian, here's the question. Mm. Everybody, respectfully and kindly, of course, should call Julian Castro's campaign office and ask him why this is cruel. Joe, is that not a fair question? That's a fair question, Dan. Why is it cruel, Mr. Castro? Really? Why? It's not cruel to the illegal immigrant that came here illegally. They get all the bennies. Wait till you hear the answer. Don Lemon and Castro stepped in it yesterday and they don't even understand it. They've acknowledged that the citizens of these sanctuary uh, city communities don't want people who came into the country illegally to reside in their communities. They said it, not me. Their words, it's cruel. Mr. Castro, who is it cruel to? The immigrant, how, how exactly? Um, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I don't know. You meant it's cruel to the citizen? Um, uh, yeah, no, you may, may, uh, 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 can we rewind the tape? (laughs) He doesn't know what to say. No. He just stepped on his own message. Folks, when you learn to pick through this garbage, this complete, utter nonsense, And you learn to call them out on their own talking points. They will stumble and be helpless because they cannot figure out what they want to say. All right. One more story I have on this immigration front, which just shows you the hysteria. New York is a Fox News report. Here's the headline. Let me just read it from foxnews.com. This will be in the show notes, too. New York Democrats block a bill expanding college tuition for gold star families. Families that have lost a child in combat, in a war zone. After approving, Joe, $27 in tuition aid for illegal immigrants. Holy moly. This is going tier seven level nuclear right now on social media. Whoa. Just to be clear, you understand what they're doing. Radical lunatic New York Democrats have dumped and thrown in the garbage heap a bill 
for tuition benefits for families that have lost kids in combat while paying $27 million in tuition benefits for people in the country illegally. What the... I, I, listen, I'm from New York. I, I don't... I don't I, I, this isn't even the New York I remember. And it was pretty Democrat when I was there. I lived there under Ed Koch and others, David Dinkins. This is insanity. It's sickening. Literally sickening. Uh, I, I know. Yeah. It's remember that word we we uh, we invented. It's vomituous. It makes you want to vomit. Yes, <laughs> we had it the Bongino. It's a Bongino dictionary. Vomituous. It's it a, it's a it's a synonym for sickening in a th- in a Bongino thesaurus. <laughs> Folks, now after having read that headline, go back to that prior story. Why again is it cruel if New York liberal radical legislators? want to take care of these very same people who broke our laws, don't care about our immigration laws at all, at the expense of people who've lost a loved one fighting for this wonderful country. Why is it cruel? You've already said in my triaging my needs, my Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? At the top of my period uh, pyramid is illegal immigrants come first. All the way at the bottom are families who've left a loved one overseas in a combat zone. Why is it cruel? You're taking care of them. You've already told us they matter more than anyone else. It's not cruel to them, the illegal immigrant. It's cruel to everyone else. Just like it's cruel to Gold Star families who've shed blood in their family overseas. What a disgrace. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, I, I'm likely filling in for Hannity tonight, uh, so uh, tune in. Make sure you check out the show on Fox. Sorry to leave you on such a macabre note, but just a devastating story. I can't believe what's happening to this country right now. Just rationality's gone out the window. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. And if you don't mind subscribing to the show on Apple, the podcast app, it's free, of course. Uh, just look for the show, Dan Bongino Show, iHeart uh, Radio, and SoundCloud. The subscriptions are free. They always help us move up the charts. So thank you very much. Have a great weekend, folks. I will see you on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.